You may never find a place where all of the things that the Old and New Testament talk about that the kingdom of God on earth in eternity will be like and in the millennium. But here, we have taken the time to put all this together and go through one after another of what is coming. We're going to finish this list. We're working on it today. So join us for this interesting discussion. So what we've been talking about when we talk about the kingdom of God on earth, and this is a, a long uh, series here that we're doing on purpose, and we intend to finish it. We're not, our first interest is not who all's listening or not listening. It is to get this um, put together and sequenced. So we will have it for now and we will have it for the future. Um, and so what we've been looking at here is what does the Bible tell us? There's many scriptures that talk about the future kingdom. So what does the Bible tell us about the future kingdom? And we have been going through uh, subject after subject of what the Bible tells us about the future uh, kingdom. And what we talked about just yesterday was uh, that in the future kingdom, how it will be ushered in and the things that will precede it that the Bible gives us very clearly and that uh, will precede the second coming. Somebody says, well, what ushers in the kingdom of God? Well, the answer to that is the second coming of Jesus Christ ushers that in. Uh, and that's described for us, Revelation chapter 19 and Revelation 24, and uh, pieces of, of explanations are found in uh, several places. So... Uh, <clears throat> So we're going through this list of, of everything the Bible tells us that we could find about the coming kingdom of God. It's going to be on the earth. Whatever the reason, we could conjecture about this, but whatever the reason is that God has chosen, the earth uh, is evidently a special rock <laughs> in the universe. It, it, it holds a special place. God's intent from the foundation of the earth has been to plant an eternal kingdom here, his eternal kingdom that parallels the kingdom in heaven and where, and that will operate simultaneously with the kingdom of heaven and that it will operate with humans, uh, which uh, will, will receive a new body and we will be like him, but we will not be angels. We will be transformed humans and uh, transformed humans and the earth together uh, forever will continue. Now, if I talk about all that, some of it you might take theoretical. Uh, this is just talk, okay? Uh, but I think that uh, all of the heavens are made for a purpose. I think throughout eternity, there will be a continued fulfillment of them with people. I think at some point, uh, where we talk about the morning stars singing together. We know that that has a, a first application, but I think it could also have an application that the whole heavens are going to be filled with living beings that actually uh, utilize for whatever the purposes of God are and inhabit uh, planets throughout the universe. And um, when they sing as a choir, it would be a choir that would be heard universally and rock the universe with uh, music such as never been heard. 
Um, and I think that when the singing together, uh, we have four-part music. I don't know how this would happen, but there may be 50-part music uh, uh, then. But it, whatever it is, it will be it will be spectacular. It will be spectacular. So another thing that uh, will happen is that uh, when this period of time, the, the millennial reign of Christ comes, the Bible lets us know that everything on earth shall be valued as consecrated to God. Think about that. Uh, now today, there is violence in our land. This violence has to do with people seeking in every way possible to divorce themselves from any responsibility to God or any acknowledgement of there even being a God. Uh, that, that is a losing proposition, folks. That's the first thing. But um, there, there is coming the day when God's kingdom is on earth that everything shall be valued as consecrated to God. Zechariah 14, 20, Isaiah 23, 18, both of them speak of this. And so uh, God will be acknowledged that our old lives, this is projected in the New Testament already, as well as the Old Testament, our, our whole lives, our possessions, uh, everything we have will be sanctified and will be consecrated to God. And uh, hopefully that's true in your life already. And so um, uh, another interesting factor about the coming kingdom is that Revelation, Isaiah 2, 1 through 4 tells us that Revelation will be much increased over what it is now. We will know much more. People, anybody that is living uh, during that time, uh, they will know much more than now. And accompanied with that, there will be great joy and praise because of the dramatic restoration that comes. Jeremiah 33, 11 talks about this. And uh, when, when people see how the earth is and how blessed it is and how revolutionarily better it is, um, worshiping God is not something that will be a task or a duty or a demand, but it will be something that will well out of our hearts with great gratitude that our God is a God that is a blesser. And so uh, everything that has to do with blessing and well-being and wellness will be the order of the day. There'll be kids playing. There'll be people getting married and rejoicing. There'll be people that are happy in older age. The deaf, the blind, the lame will all be restored and fear will be vanquished and Isaiah 35 and Isaiah 33 and Zechariah 8 and others, they all talk about this, that, that, that it will be a time of, of, of extreme joy and peace. Uh, with that, a radical renewal of earth shall occur. And I'm assuming that the, this will happen at the very first part uh, in preparing the earth. But Isaiah 65 talks about this. Isaiah 66 talks about this. Uh, 65 and 17, 66 and 22. Part of that, uh, part of that revolutionary geographical changes that will take place includes the city of Jerusalem. 
uh, the Bible predicts that Jerusalem will be rebuilt and the metropolis shall never again be destroyed. Jeremiah 31, 38 through 40 and Joel 3, 17. And so this is the, this is the future world. There is connected with Jerusalem and connected with Israel and connected with uh, uh, the city's environs. All of that has eternal implications. It's not just like us seeing a city rise up out here in California somewhere or uh, in China or wherever. Uh, there's, there's eternal implications to these things and to this city. Now, a lot of things are going to be surprising. There will be a shocking increase and plenty, which will bring well-being everywhere and to all. There will be no hunger. There will be no poverty. Uh, Zechariah 8 and 12, Isaiah chapter 60, riches will abound and people will have access to those riches. Uh, This will not just be the rich and the poor and the middle class, but, but everyone will abound. And a perfect union will exist. Think about that. Isaiah 52 and 8 and 49, 23. There will be no famine at that time. Uh, in the world, there will be no famine. Ezekiel 36, uh, 29 through 35. Sickness will be no more. Which means that the microbes and the uh, little germs that are everywhere in the air uh, will be changed. I mean, maybe they'll still be there, but they won't any longer be something that is antithetical to the health of human beings. Isaiah 33, 24 talks about this. Um, All nations shall recognize the blessings of God and the blessings that Israel is, the nation and the, uh, the city, Jerusalem, and will bring gifts and offerings and tokens of allegiance to Jerusalem. And the wealth of God's people will overflow. And the kingdom on earth will be reconnected with the kingdom in heaven. Just think about them. So when Jacob years ago uh, saw the ladder between heaven and earth and angels ascending and descending upon that ladder, there will be this angelic concourse between heaven and earth. John 151 lets us know this. And so this is, um, some people think that heaven, uh, the city of heaven will actually be out from the earth and will be visible. Uh, whatever it is, uh, we don't know. But uh, even for mortals, uh, there will be long life and it will be the rule, Isaiah 65, 20 and 22. There will be uh, there will be shocking comprehension of truth by both teachers and hearers, where when you hear, it will be just the, the, the unfolding of revelation will be on a heretofore unheard of level. Isaiah 32, 4 talks about this. The heart also of the rash shall understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers shall be ready to speak plainly. All of this is part and parcel of what's coming with the kingdom of God. There will be singing. Uh, The arts will be in effect. There will be singings. There will be music. There will be joy. There will be, this will be a prominent feature of uh, 
the millennium. Isaiah 35 and 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy. This joy is never going to end. It is everlasting. Everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. What an incredible, what an incredible promise this is. There'll be other changes that we don't even know how to describe. There'll be astonishing changes in regards to light and the form of light. Isaiah 30, 26 talks about this. Chapter 60, verse 19 and 20, they both talk about this. Um, The sun, I'm quoting, the sun shall no more be thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God, thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light. So it doesn't say that they're, that the sun and moon is going to disappear, but that the light of God himself will be that which lights not only the city, but I would guess the universe. And so um, these are incredible things to even think about. The fruitfulness of the land is particularly noted in Amos 9.13 and many other scriptures, Isaiah 29.17, Ezekiel 34.26, Joel 3.18, and others. And uh, this is is a a promise of plenty. There'll be plenty of food. And speaking of God's people, Isaiah 34.17 states, and he hath cast the lot for them, and his hand hath divided it unto them by line. They shall possess it forever. From generation to generation shall they dwell therein. He goes on to say in um, Isaiah 35, 1 and 2, the, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and with singing. So when you see this is going to be, a, 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 there will be no need for depression. There'll be no need for negative thinking. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no, you wake up in the morning, and you just feel like you're not right. All of that will be gone. And uh, Hosea 2.21 talks about this. Jeremiah 31, 5 and 6. Isaiah 54, 12 and 13. Isaiah 60, 13 through 17. Zechariah 8 and 12. Uh, Ezekiel 36, 8 and 29 and 30 and 35. All of these places uh, talk about what we are discussing here. So um, this coming of the kingdom also will jump natural guidelines. It will be characterized by supernatural manifestations everywhere. Enemies will be supernaturally vanquished. Sickness and disease uh, and contagions will be vanquished. Initially, God's people will experience many miracles in seeing that their return to Jerusalem is effected. The The gathering of the saints has numerous shocking astounding supernatural elements involved as well as does the uniting of God's people. And so all of those things are coming. They're coming with the coming kingdom that God is bringing to his people. 